0: So, Because when people are searching in Google and think of your own habits here, quite often it's articles that come up, not websites. You want your blog to then be coming up as a solution.
1: Welcome to the business behind your business, conversations to help your business grow and thrive. Hi, I'm Paul Sweeney, founder of Premium Solutions, chartered accountants and certified business advisors hosting the Business Behind Your Business. Welcome to the Business Behind Your Business. And today we're going to be looking at an aspect uh, for business owners that is quite important at this time when we're looking for more sales. And and that's part of the, the marketing process. But we're going to look at something specific about marketing and we're going to look at what we call content marketing now. What we've done here is we've got somebody that's an expert in this field because that's what we want to get in front of you. We want to get the experts giving you as owners of your business the the right advice from the right people. So we welcome today Leanne Shelton from Right Time Marketing.
0: Thank you. Good to be here, Paul.
1: Yeah, great to have you here, Leanne. Now uh, you've been doing this for for quite some time. what sort of businesses do you work with?
0: Yeah. So my niche is the health and wellness space. So starting from those, the micro business owners through to, I've started working with some medical associations as well. And they've all got different needs in the content marketing space. And because I'm a copywriter and I can pretty much write to any real brief um, or most types of copy, then I can help them on the different levels that they require.
1: Mm, okay, so that so that's good to know. So there's a couple of things I think we need to get clear before we we delve into this in in detail. So we, uh, we mentioned content marketing, but you just mentioned that you're a copywriter. And now, just let's clarify: what does a copywriter actually do?
0: So a copywriter, not to be mistaken by the legal copyright symbol, that often happens. So copywriting is basically writing the words for your your marketing. So, content marking, I guess you could say, is the term, and copywriting uh, is the, the method you use to, to make it all come together. You need to get the words. So, a copywriter is the person who will write it for you, will take a, a brief on what you require, get into your headspace. It, it's usually ghostwritten. So, I'm pretending to be you. Most of the time, Like as a copywriter, your name isn't actually on it, it's the client's name that's that's writing it. So, for example, if it's a blog, it would actually be the the general manager director's name, not the copywriters. So, at, since you're doing it as a ghost written piece, you need to kind of get into the headspace of the the, the client and know the, the tone of voice, the their audience, their audience's needs, their problems, what solutions you're offering, and with all that kind of background knowledge, write the blogs, write the website copy, write the social media posts, sales pages emails, all that kind of stuff. So that's pretty much what I do. I just get into your head a little bit and I I try to speak on your behalf, but get that message right and get that clarity so that it lands on the right people at the right time.
1: Okay. So that that's a very good, very good summary of what it actually is. And and I think one of the struggles for a lot of business owners is they may be good at what they do, but when it actually comes to describing it or putting the words to uh, to paper. I know English wasn't ever one of my strong points, so I'm always struggling with this, uh, and putting my thoughts in a in a way that somebody can understand, but can not losing the message. So I think that's really a hard thing for most business owners and where they do need to get help.
0: Yeah. And quite often you're too close to your own product or service. So you understand the jargon, you know what you're all about, but you forget that your audience doesn't necessarily. So what I say is try to think about them, like don't write. And, and many people, you know, business owners fall into this trap of their website, their content's all about, we do this, we do that, we do that. No, you need to actually be addressing the other person first. They need to be nodding along. This is where I love like hypothetical questions at the beginning of of content because it gets people nodding along going, yes, you get where I'm at. You get me. And then you come in with, we get you. Here's the solution that we provide. And then it makes such a much bigger impact than when you guys like, listen to us. We're great. We're great. No, you need to give them a reason why they should listen to you.
1: Mm, absolutely that's good so well, you mentioned websites and uh, we've had a previous discussion or oh, several episodes ago with claire wendell where, where she mentioned that one of the biggest delays in, in a business getting their website published is they don't know what to write now content uh well con- content marketing is pretty broad different purposes but website is one of them and, and is that a good place to start with, for a business with content marketing
0: yeah. So a website, obviously it's key for whether people are stumbling across it via SEO, search engine optimization in a search, or if they've met you or heard about you across socials or something, and they're using it as a reference point to kind of just kind of a bit of research, go, oh yeah, what are they actually about? And, and kind of build a bit more confidence before they reach out and do business with you. So it's, it's obviously key to have a step back and think about what you represent, your values, the message you want to get out there and have that clear on your website. And obviously you think of keywords that people are going to be searching if it is based on a you know stumble across approach, but also have it not looking nice and pretty. That's where the designers come in. But, yeah, quite often you have a beautiful website, but the message just falls short and it just doesn't say enough. Maybe it's too vague and this is where you really have to spend that time thinking about What are all the pain points, the client, mapping all that out, your solution for each one, and then making sure your website is easy to navigate accordingly.
1: Mm. So, yeah, there's no point getting somebody to your website and spending a lot of money on advertising and Google ads, Facebook ads to get them to your website if when they get there, the message doesn't tell them what they need to hear or doesn't tell them about you in the way that they want to hear about you.
0: Yeah, actually on that, yes, that the whole you part, I'm very big on having an about page and because people buy from people. So it's, I, I, I actually get frustrated when I go to an about page and it's just a summary of the business we launched in this year and our mission vision and blah, blah, blah. That's great. But I want to hear the human story. Why did you get into that business? What drives you? What's your passion? Who's who on your team? Put photos of your faces it just, it, it, as an, emotion, an emotional level, that just makes such a difference. Um, I'm actually talking with a client at the moment. They've wanted to keep their personal story out of it, but they're, the whole drive, it's all about soft foods for people with um, dysphagia who can't chew or swallow properly. And it's all about comes from caring for a mother. And that story, if you can say that, I, I've been in your shoes. I know exactly how you're feeling. Uh, I was dealing with these problems myself. It just adds a whole other level to your marketing because it's not just I'm in this to make a lot of money. It's like, no, I'm in this because I have a reason and people then connect with that reason.
1: Mm. Yeah. So you mentioned we do business with people. So it's good to understand that, that background. And look, I think, I'm guilty of this because I'm an accountant and we tend to stick to the technical, <laughs> but the the responses where I've had the most engagement with, with, with clients, with prospects, is where we've been a lot more open and personal about a, a reason for something and given some personal story, a personal background, or even case studies that actually um really relate to the the people we're trying to reach. It's been quite, I guess, surprising, but also uh, a bit of a humbling experience to find out that, yeah, people don't really need, want to see my technical knowledge. I want to know how much I care about them.
0: Yeah, and quite often those are the social media posts that go viral. You know, Uh, there was one I put up at the beginning of the year was purely a bit of a behind the scenes. I'm having a two-day mini getaway, only like half an hour away, but to do business planning. And it was a last minute quick selfie of me from my computer at, a, you know, Airbnb. And it just went off. I think there's like 2,000, 3,000 views, whatever it was. Ridiculous. But then all my little tips and tricks posts, they go okay, but nothing compared to that. So it just shows that people love these kind of little personal story things. It shows that you are a person they can relate to and therefore want to work with.
1: Mm, yeah. So that, that's great. So what's the next step? So moving beyond the website, I guess the next stage is, uh, well, we've, I guess it can apply across the whole spectrum of marketing activities, but what's the next most common way that people use content marketing?
0: So blogging is probably the next step and that it's ties into your website. So you've got your website done. That's great. But quite often you probably spent months or even years working on it. So quite often it's like, all right, it's done, dusted. I don't want to look at that thing ever again. And then it actually becomes static in terms of like Google searches. So you need to kind of keep your website looking fresh for from an SEO point of view. And that's where blogs come in. And that gives you the opportunity to also present yourself as an expert, an authority in, in your, your field. And also, so you can then direct people to it via your newsletter, which is obviously part of the content marketing strategy. And also people are going to find it when they're doing searches in Google. So because when people are searching in Google and think about your own habits here, quite often it's articles that come up, not websites. So you need to have these blogs answering and it could pretty much you start by going through your FAQs. You may have a short paragraph on your website, but flesh them out into a blog because if people are typing those questions into Google, you want your blog to then be coming up as a solution. So blogging is probably one of the next steps. And then you go from there, you repurpose the blog. So don't just put it up there and then leave it alone. You can then create easily five social media posts from a 500-word blog. Go to Canva, canva canva.com. Love it. There's a free version and paid. Create a cute little graphic and, and a little extract from your blog with a link to read more. Put those posts over the next five days, five weeks, five months, whatever it is, and you can obviously then repeat those later on. And then you also then feature the blog in your newsletter, you know, It could be a monthly newsletter. Check out our latest blog. There's a link there. You could even do little videos, put up on YouTube, promoting that blog too, or even it's a YouTube clip of you basically reading and talking through that blog because everyone consumes media differently. Some prefer to read it. Some prefer to watch YouTube. So this is where the content marketing starts to all kind of take place. You start with one key piece of content like a blog, and then it branches out. And so obviously if you also have a a program or a course you want to launch, then that program becomes the key piece of content and then you create social media posts from it. You create newsletters or email communications with extracts of what it's all about, communicate that way, videos with teasers, webinars. So this is then how it all ties together. You need something to begin with and then it all feeds on from that.
1: Mm. So you can do a lot with just one core piece of content. So it's, if, if, if that's the case and you can replicate that content across different media and, and and ways of communicating, then it seems important to me to take a little bit of extra time to get that initial piece of content at a better quality and actually make sure it's communicating the right message in the right way to the right people. And, and I think that's this is where... Um, you need to go outside your field and get and get guidance from from somebody like like Leanne, um, because that's what her expertise is. And, and you know, I can go and learn stuff on Google, but it's going to take me a lot of time, and it's going to take me away from my business. <laughs> and yeah, you, know, you, you can learn a lot of quick, quick things in Google, but it can also be quite dangerous because you learn to do things half baked or, or not quite the same way. So this is why you, it's better to to actually speak to a marketing. Uh, expert or or an expert in any field but let's look at content marketing so Leanne if somebody came to you to start with what would be the process for them where would you start
0: so if they I mean if they know what they want so if like I need a blog written I'll be great okay tell me or or website copy I I have like a project brief that I want to understand yes their audience their pain points any competitors we need to look at, all that kind of stuff. If it is a blog, obviously the topics are very important. So I'll ask if you've if they've thought about topics, need help with that, and that can help brainstorm some things. And you know, I use a tool called Keywords Everywhere, which is a browser plugin, and that's great for you to type a little do a little search and then you see what kind of ranking and weighting certain search terms have. And you can kind of get a feel for, all right, that would be a great keyword phrase to use in my blog. So you can do a bit of that. There's also another one called Answer the Public, but that one, you've only got a couple of searches for free. Then you have to pay. Uh, Keywords Everywhere is like a $10 fee for like 10,000 searches or something, which for me lasts a year without ever turning it off. But these kind of tools are great for just getting those ideas. And then pretty much I I make it a very collaborative approach. So I use a Google Doc. I then map out a rough outline for the blog with subheadings. I make sure it's all clearly mapped out, lots of white space. Also, I know the word count that I'm working with because it obviously takes longer. Is there extra research involved? Or will the client provide links that I can use, which I prefer that method because they're the expert and what are the best resources to use, I might find something that actually isn't a trustworthy source. So it's more important for that input. And then I'll write it then send the draft and I include a couple of rounds of free edits. They can make the edits themselves on the document uh, with track changes and then, yeah, until we're happy with it. So that's pretty much how it works with that. I mean, the, a website pretty much similar in, in the, the briefing process but obviously, you go, all right, each of these pages, what kind of content do you want? Might ask for competitors' pages or other resources where they like the style of content. And then I can kind of go, all right, that's the kind of the style you're going for. Make it your own voice, though. No, you know, <laughs> no duplication, no copying, plagiarizing. That's a big no-no. But you can be inspired by what other sources have got. Uh, So if it's definitions or uh, explanations of things, but ultimately you are different to your competitors, so it shouldn't be matching their website anyway. Uh, So if it is a website, I would then provide a draft of the homepage first to make sure the look and feel is 100% of what you're after before I roll out the rest because I don't want to do all of it. You say it's completely off the mark. I want to make sure you're happy. So just I think one thing to be mindful of because it's collaborative, I have had this issue in the past, don't just think, oh, yeah, it's outsourced 100%. Here's the job. Hand it over. You just deal with it because I need to know, especially if I'm writing multiple blogs, I need to know it's correct. You need to allocate that time to review it. we will take a fraction of the time we take to write it. You just need to allocate maybe half an hour to review a blog, provide feedback, we have a chat, whatever it is. But if you, it's not just a oh yeah, I will just get her to do it or him to do it because it's it, you, it may miss the mark and therefore you're not going to get the job done well.
1: Mm. Yeah, there's a saying that I have that delegation is not the abdication of responsibility. That if you're delegating a task to somebody you are still responsible for the output so you need to make sure that it is actually the output that you that you're happy with and that uh, matches uh, your business and the message that you want to convey so you do need to be involved in the process but I think using somebody else's skill yeah saves so much time and the outcome is far, far superior. And I've stumbled across that. I learned that lesson very early on, that accountants are not wordsmiths. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's right. right. I'm not good with numbers, so we're even.
1: <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's good. That's good. So and now you mentioned about reusing or re-promoting uh, content. So a lot of people think that they have to come up with fresh content every time. When we repurpose, like, I know one of the things we do is I've got blogs from a couple of years ago and I still promote those. Is there a way of writing so that you can, I guess, repurpose old content without having to just constantly create new new material?
0: Ultimately, your plan is to create evergreen content. So that means something that doesn't just expire or become out of date very quickly. So while it's fine to write about a conference you've just been to or, or you know, that that's okay every now and again, But ultimately, that's not going to be relevant to the reader within, you know, six months. I mean, probably within a month, it's not going to be relevant anymore. So ideally, you want to think of topics that will always be searchable, will always be of interest. And then, yeah, like you said, Paul, you can go back and and tweak them and make them more relevant again. So if you have mentioned research from, yeah, 2019, and you know, there's been a new update, you know, 2020 stats, 2021 stats, you can go back and refresh. And that apart from making it more relevant also from like the reader point of view, it's, they know that it's is fresher, it's, it's more up to date. Google also by making those updates, Google will kind of see it. Oh, okay. This is fresh content, even though it may be originally written two years ago. And that obviously helps you too when it comes up in searches. And yeah, so that that's kind of the aim for it. You, you don't want something that's going to purposely or very quickly go out of date but 100 percent, i've heard from like the experts like, like neil patel uh have said that he spends most of his time going back to old blogs and refreshing them rather than writing new content especially if you've got heaps already and that's yeah don't forget about the stuff that you've got in the past go back give them a refresh a facelift and then reshare them again because i mean there could be some things that you might have posted a year ago with COVID and that's kind of been a resurgence lately, so therefore it's become relevant again. No harm in resharing it because you forget that not everyone in your audience, well, one, it was around a year ago, you may have grown your audience, or two, not with the algorithms and all the different social media platforms and things, there's no guarantee they even saw it in the first place. And, hey, they happen to see it a second time, so what? Maybe they missed it the first time or they read it, but now it may hit home. It will be a great refresher for them. So there's absolutely no harm in doing it.
1: Mm, great. Fantastic. So, Leanne, if businesses were going to do one thing to get started, what would be the key thing that they need to do?
0: With content strategy in general?
1: Yeah, yes. I know it's a big area. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, I I mean, look, being visible is key. So if, I mean, if something like blogging feels a bit overwhelming, then you can start with social media posts, which obviously it's uh, shorter, you know, snippets of what a blog ultimately is. So have a little bit of a, a think, go through all your existing content. If you've run webinars, you have programs or courses, that's all great stuff you can now work from. You don't have to think about brand new posts and things like that just go through a, a past course outline program, pick out some extracts, like I said before, go to Canva, create a little graphic, and then just as your call to action, just say, reach out if you have any questions or ask questions right then there. How do you feel about this? What are your thoughts? And that then builds engagement. Hmm. So it's just at least get something happening. And The idea ultimately you'd love to have continuous consistent content on social media. People also get a regular newsletter from you, whether it's monthly, fortnightly, weekly, whatever, based on your audience. And then if you also are at like networking events and being physically visible, it all plays a great part because I, I get the feedback of Leanne, I feel like you're everywhere because I'm I'm popping up on different channels. And as the algorithms work, if they are reading stuff and commenting on your socials, your stuff's gonna go to the top of the newsfeed. It's going to be the first thing they see and they're more likely to think of you like if a suitable problem that you solve arises.
1: That's some great, great, great advice there. So Leanne, if somebody listening wants to get in contact with you and get started on this process, how do they get in contact with you?
0: Yeah, so you can either pop me an email uh, at Leanne at righttimarketing.com and that's writers in you write with a pen. I love a good pun. So yeah, the website, righttiemarketing.com.au. And you can find me on LinkedIn, Leanne Shelton. I'm pretty sure I'm one of the only ones there. And also uh, Instagram, Leanne Shelton247. But yeah, I also have a podcast too called Marketing and Me. And that one is a mixture of solo and guests episodes all about marketing and business growth predominantly aimed at health and wellness business owners but it's actually relevant for pretty much everyone with the business and there's also episodes there based on the health and wellness side of things so even if you don't have a business it's there's still some really great episodes there so come check it out and let me know your thoughts
1: Fantastic. So we'll put links to all of Leanne's contact details in our show notes, and and, and also link to the podcast. So uh, marketing and, and it comes up as one of the big. Well, not so much the big three specifically, but how do I get more sales is one of the big three, and and marketing is is often how you actually create the the new inquiries. So marketing is very important for small business and business everywhere. So check out Leanne's podcast and yeah, get in touch. But look, we want to know what you want to know. So get in touch with us. You can reach out to us on speakpipe.com forward slash business behind your business um, and leave your message and ask us a question and we'll get the right expert to answer your question on our podcast. So thank you again, Leanne, for sharing with us and some great tips there on where to get started with content marketing, why your business needs it and how you can get the most value out of it. So thank you again, Leanne. Thanks, Paul. Thanks for listening. Do you have a question you'd like our team of experts to answer? If you do, send your question to podcast at thebusinessbehindyourbusiness.com. To hear more from The Business Behind Your Business, don't forget to subscribe using your favourite podcast player. Or you can visit the businessbehindyourbusiness.com website.